Hi and welcome to Build Em Up, where we hear from great people building the health and well-being of rural communities right around Australia. This Build Em Up podcast is proudly supported by NBN. I'm Claire Fitzmorris from the National Rural Health Alliance. Today's podcast will be hosted by Jennifer Gansky from NBN. Jennifer will be chatting to Pauline McKell about her involvement in the Arts Centre Supporting Our Elders Research Program, looking at the impact of the community-controlled arts centres model of Indigenous arts centres. Over to you, Jennifer. Awesome. Good morning, Pauline. How are you? Oh, hi, Jennifer. Really well, thank you. Um, I'd just like to uh, thank Claire and um, the Rural Health Alliance for having us both here today. This is a really exciting um, area um, and topic of the arts and culture that I'm quite passionate about. So I'm really thrilled to delve a little bit more into your research and the incredible work and learnings that um, you guys have brought forward through the uh, National Aging Research Institute. Um, first of all, I'll just take a moment to introduce myself. My name is Jennifer Gansky. I am the National Head of Arts and Tourism for the NBN. And um, I'm joined today by Pauline McKell from the... I'll let you actually introduce yourself, Pauline. Uh, thanks, Jennifer. Yes, uh, Pauline McKell, I'm a research fellow at the National Aging Research Institute based here in Melbourne and also a PhD candidate at RMIT University. Um, and um, I am dialing in today from Woiwurrung Wurundjeri country, so I'd like to acknowledge the elders past and present and also the many elders of the many countries who I've had the privilege of sitting with and listening to and learning from over the last few years. And you'll hear a little bit more about that as we go on in our conversation today. Yeah, brilliant. And I'm also calling in from Victoria today. I'm on Wuthering land uh, in Ballarat, Victoria. And um, again, I'm just thrilled to be uh, discussing this amazing research with you. Um, I think it would be really um, useful for the listeners to understand the cross-section and interlink of our work on this topic. Um, with NBN having quite an interest in uh, connectivity of Indigenous country and ensuring that um, we have lifted digital capability clear across regional, remote and rural Australia, um, I've had the great privilege of working with many of our community-controlled Indigenous art centres that are funded through the federal government via the Office of the Arts. And these centres are such amazing examples of um, community hubs, of shared models for art and inspiration and carrying on tradition. Uh, and it was such a privilege to learn more about your work in this area. Um, so I'd love if you could tell us a little bit about your research and how you have come to know um, know about the Indigenous Community Arts Centre model. Mm. Um, well, back in 
2016, um, I was introduced to um, the Jumpy Desert Weavers uh, from the Nutandara, Pindara, Yunkandara Women's Council, who were interested in understanding or developing an evidence base that would um, help them um, document the types of roles that they play in supporting their older artists through their model that wasn't necessarily funded through the Arts Council. And so we we started having conversations about that and uh, we were connected then with Ikunji artists who are in Pintabila Richa country in Haspalaf in the Northern Territory and also Mangaja Arts Resource Agency on Bunaba country and um, who are home to artists from Bunaba country, Walmajari, Wankajanka, uh, Guniandi and Nikanya countries. And um, an opportunity came up to apply for some funding through a dementia and aged care innovation grant that we put our heads together and also invited two aged care, local aged care providers, so Kimberley Aged and Community Services and Jungu Aged and Disability Team, um, as well as UWA colleagues in UWA and Flinders University. So it was quite a large collaboration and we were successful in obtaining a grant. So we embarked on um, a three to four year research study exploring how these three particular art centres, so Jumpy Desert Weavers, Ikunji Artists and Mankaja Arts Resource Agency, support their elders. And we learned pretty soon into the research that um, our question needed to be expanded um, because we it was impressed on us time and time again that the elders are the backbone of the art centres and that they do a lot for the younger generations, not only within the art centres, but within their broader communities. And so whilst we, the art centres were supporting the elders, they were really supporting the role of the elders to continue their role in caring for um, younger generations, caring for country, keeping language strong, kin strong and the practices that are so embedded within each of those distinct sovereignties alive and maintained and transferred through the generations. Pauline, I think it might be really useful to also just describe what an actual art centre is. I know they can take several different forms from one physical building that is really in the hub of a a more densely populated remote community, where some are multiple buildings spread across uh, several hundred kilometres in various different communities. If you could maybe just give us a little bit of insight to what these look like for the listener. Yeah, so I think as you so aptly put it, they can be very diverse and that depends on a range of different things, I guess. Infrastructure can be very varied, access to infrastructure across um, remote settings. There's approximately sort of around that at 90 Aboriginal community controlled art centres. Most of them are located in rural or remote Australia. The Jumpy Desert Weavers, for instance, have a head office in Alice Springs, but their model is one of outreach to 26 communities across the Nutandara, Pitandara and Yunkandara lands. And I understand that that landmass is something similar to Germany 
Um, and wow. they have two troopies, two Toyota troop carriers with two trailers um, that they fill with raffia and needles and all their equipment to run workshops and they have creative project officers who travel those lands and their office is a tarp on the ground under some oaks or the <laughs> wherever um, is most comfortable for the women and they hold weaving workshops together where and that can occur mostly outside um, and it's a big job, um, the Jumpy Desert Weavers. And then um, and many of those artists or, who are weavers are also connected with art centres in their local communities across the Nantandara, Pitandara and Yankanjara lands. So talking about, you know, seriously creative, um, adaptive people who operate in all sorts of different mediums, practice in all sorts of different artistic ways um and then you have um yeah Mankaja Arts Resource Agency which is right in the hub of Fitzroy Crossing which is a town and provides services to several communities in the Fitzroy broader Fitzroy Valley which is home to about 4,000 people and Ekunji Artists for instance is in a community much smaller community of just over I, th- I think it's from memory, and you're testing my memory here, <laughs> um, 150 or so people, and it's a very small um, old building which is a gallery space but is also a workshop for the artist to come and work at, um, has a small bathroom which artists can use, um, has a small outdoor area where artists would eat lunch or have their meals on wheels delivered, Um yeah, so they're really diverse, but they I guess the main thing that we now understand after our work together is that they are community-controlled places. So they've often been established by people who are now the older people and the elders um, as, a, as a community hub, as you so rightly sort of um, <laughs> coined early on, and yeah, I think that comes through quite strongly in the film that we ended up making, which yeah. I'll speak to you about, yeah. I'd love to hear a little more of that. And I think what I've been struck by in our um, early conversations uh, leading up to the um, recording of this podcast has been that element of that community hub, of the many um, facets uh, that the art centers are dealing with, with um, communities that often are quite far from simple things like post offices That's or right. banks or yeah. um, even amenities uh, for online access and healthcare. And I would love to hear a little bit more of that and how then, as well as you said, you wove your um, research into this incredible film and why that was so poignant. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think you you um, described that really well in terms of some of the infrastructure issues and the issues that are geographical distance from services that people who live in urban or bigger regional centres might take for granted. And even, you know, access to Wi-Fi, as you would have found out, um, and the phone. Um, and so for you know mobile reception and and 
and just even a public phone in um, the communities are really important issues. And the art centre, art centres we've been working with can play a really key role in keeping people connected through using the phone, um, using the internet, um, and often what that involves is, you know, making inquiries in relation to service access as well or connecting with um, specialist services that might be coming to the remote community for a visit, um, connecting with um, all sorts of aged care and healthcare services, income support, a whole range of different things, um, organising funerals, letting people know in distant communities that someone has passed and um yeah so so the art centers are very much very important in that space for if they have the infrastructure related to that and language is plays i guess a big role in that um many um peoples who are living on their homelands speak english as a second third or fourth language so having someone at the art center who can perhaps um, act as a translator came out quite strongly in uh, the research as being important advocates on behalf of um, older people, um, but that probably occurs for younger people as well um, in the art centres, yeah. Um, Tell me a little bit about the film and how you presented the the lessons that... Yeah, yeah. so the film... um, was a bit of a surprise, actually, Jennifer. We never set out to make a film. Um, we, you know, we we did sit down with and and work out with each art centre how they wanted to proceed with us understanding and generating this story, and it became increasingly clear that there was a big story to tell here um, about the role that art centres play, and um, people really wanted to share this story. Um, we were very, um, I guess, overwhelmed with the interest from not only the three art centres we engaged with but the many art centre um, staff members and artists we were introduced to throughout our um, time together through, um, you know, being a desert mob in, um, in Park Twyla Springs or uh, the Darwin Aboriginal Art Fair. Um, and so this was a story that resonated across the many art centres, um, much more than the three that, that we were involved with. So the three art centres sort of said, well, we really want to capture this story. We want to make the most of this research and we want to share that in a way where our voices are in it, where you, the audience can see what we're doing. Um, we want people to recognise who we are and what role we play. And we'd like to do this in a film. Let's make a film. <laughs> yeah, and, and my observations was you tell the story so clearly with the visuals. Like yes. I could see and smell and feel through the visuals um, what a day in the art centre might be like. I wonder if you might um, tell me a little bit about um, your work in the film and, and what was the film called again? I remember it being a good news story, but that <laughs> connecting elders. Um, yes. Yeah. Tell me a little yes. bit about how that name came about and what your findings were as you watched these elders in 
the Art Centre setting? Yeah, so the film is called Art Centres Keep Our Elders Connected Um, and you're right, that theme is very strong throughout the film Um, and really it's a story about the art centres keeping elders connected so that elders can keep connected to country, kin, language um, and keep connected to those integral things regarding culture um, through sharing culture and through sharing that knowledge through the younger generations. And the other thing that they are doing really strongly is keeping older people connected to health and aged care services. Um, And so um, it's a broad story of connection and the role that the Art Centre plays in enabling older people to keep connected with all of um, those different things. And mm. when you say connected to um, health and aged care, what were the outcomes of mm. that connection that you observed? Well, first of all, I think one of the main lessons was that, you know, On the ground, art centres are very much recognised as integral to keeping older people well um, and to playing a key role in everyday um, care that happens on the ground. So, you know, we're talking about things like hydration, nutrition, keeping people mobile, providing transport, um, all of those things, and that there was very strong relationships on the ground in communities between the art centres and the aged care providers. Like, for instance, you know, it would be very unusual to be in an art centre and for the aged care services not to drop the eight, the Meals on Wheels off at the art centre because everybody knows that's where the older people are. And so the outcome of that was... We are already doing this, but we're doing this in an environment that um, is incredibly under-resourced and stretched and, in fact, not recognised in its um, funding or policy streams for um, providing this type of care. And so that was really one of the major outcomes was to share that story. Like this is the work we're doing, but we know that there are ways that could enhance that as well because they recognise their limitations in that model. Um, they recognise firstly their expertise in, in the model of connecting people to country, language, kin and intergenerational care and they recognise the expertise of aged care providers in managing or responding to some of the more biomedical aspects of care Um, And they're really keen to sort of have both of those two expertise come together and share resources um, to provide holistic care. Yeah, maybe um, tell me a little bit about what would good look like to help support the art centres to expand on infrastructure and services, seeing as um, it's what you describe as is such a positive Um, channel currently? Yes, yeah. Well, I think this comes through quite strongly in the film um, is that it wouldn't be that difficult to disrupt our current siloed ways of funding uh, services and funding 
um, you know, the arts or funding health or funding aged care and perhaps thinking of ways, really creative ways of sharing resources. Um, You know, in our prior conversations, we talked about the challenges with infrastructure in remote communities, um, the challenges of accommodation even, um, all sorts of things, cars, which are so essential. And so once organisations can sort of share those types of things and be resourced in ways that um, is self-determined by the communities and what they're wanting, which is to keep elders strong and connected, and that was a priority for younger people right through to the older people, then I think um, there's so much potential there to, you know, follow through on those self-determined wishes. Well, I think it's a really um, exciting model that's emerging and one that we both get the uh, privilege of of working with. I know from NBN, we interpret that connected literally Mm -hmm. as connection to the internet and we're doing quite a bit of work with the um, regional communities on ensuring that they have access, especially um, during the last couple of years of pandemic. Yes. Uh, tell me this, Pauline, as I, I realize we're running out of time, how do people see the film? Ah, oh, yes. Thanks, Jennifer. Um, key, a key aspect. <laughs> so we're really delighted. The film is available on a few different channels. Um, and most recently it was acquired by SBS and it aired last week during NADOC week, which we were all um, very excited about. So it's on um, SBS On Demand, Art Centres, Keep Our Elders Connected. It's also on Indigenous Community TV channels um, and it's on the website for the National Ageing Research Institute as well. Um, Yeah, so a few different ways. Yeah, well, well done. Um, Again, I I cannot recommend um, viewing that enough because it really does transport you into what a day in an art center might look like and and feel like and smell like it's got such a richness to it and i um i really look forward to following uh your future work in this area and i'm so thankful that you took the time to chat with me today thanks so much jennifer it's been a real pleasure yeah no worries pauline thanks so much thank you Think it's time to come together and be the spark. Let's be the spark and build them up from the ground up. Don't lose heart and don't lose touch. Build them up to stay in the fight. Gotta keep the hope in the country alive. Thanks for your support in talking up rural health across Australia. And our thanks to NBN, who are lifting digital connectivity and capability across rural, regional and remote communities. If you like hearing upbeat, community-driven health stories, get your monthly build up podcast by heading to ruralhealth.org.au forward slash build Still the magpie sings